Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Europhile. I'm Catherine Rory. And I'm Kate Walker. Hey, Kate. How you doing? Hi. I'm good. It's summer. It's summer. Basically, we're thriving. We went to the beach. <laughs> beach every weekend. Yeah. We're laying out, making <laughs> pasta, making popcorn, <laughs> watching popcorn, amazing movies. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing friends. I know. Been, it's been so nice. It's been nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that basically sums, sums up um, the last two weeks for me. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you too? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, we have so many fun plans. Like, I have some weddings coming up mm-hmm. and friends coming to visit. So I'm so excited. Yeah. And yeah, that's really it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, summer Friday started food. at work. Mm hmm. So I've been yeah, enjoying so that. I'm so jealous. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I hope you get that soon. I know. Me too. So in other exciting news, we started doing TikToks yes. that are finding pieces of Europe in LA. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really fun. It's we started been making so TikToks. <laughs> I know. Stressful at first um, because I didn't know what I was doing. But it's yeah. so good. I know. It's so fun. It's, it is kind of hard to learn how to like edit on a new app that you've yeah. never really yeah. used before. But yeah, I really like it and I love TikTok and <laughs> yeah, we've been having so much fun. If anyone has recommendations, our dear listener Shayna recommended a great <gasps> yes. German market to us, so mm-hmm. we put that on the list. If mm-hmm. anyone knows of any places or if you want to come to any places with us, if you're here in yeah. LA, let, us, let know. us know and let's do it and we'll make a TikTok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if there'll be dancing TikToks ever. <laughs> I don't know if that's my jam, but right. I think... Yes. Will I go somewhere and try their wine? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Down. Yes, I want Down to do for that. that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, but you have the main topic this yes, week. Yes, I do. And I'm very mm-hmm. excited about it. This okay. topic has been very near and dear to my heart mm, for a while. I'm so, uh-huh. so let's go to France uh-huh. and oh, wee wee. let's talk about our American girl in France, oh. Josephine Baker. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. The bronze I'm so excited. Venus, everyone. Oh yes, yes. We have her in our kitchen. Yes. Little... Mm-hmm. I got a print of her in Paris yeah. a couple years ago. And mm-hmm. I just I saw it from afar and I was like, <gasps> Josephine. And I had to get <laughs> it. And I'm so glad that I brought it here. It's perfect mm-hmm. in our kitchen. We you know, love her. you have to you should share it. Because yes. it's such a good with her like little banana skirt. Yes, yeah, so, so cute. cute. Mm-hmm. So she lived a million lives, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try and keep it as succinct as possible. But I recommend okay. looking into her more if okay. you like what I share about her today, which I'm sure you will. Mm-hmm. So let's get into Josephine Baker. You know, she's an entertainer. She was a, mm-hmm. an allied spy during World War II mm-hmm. and then a civil rights activist. Mm. So we love to see it. We yeah. love her. Mm-hmm. So let's mm-hmm. step in. She was born Frida Josephine McDonald on June 3rd, Gemini. No oh, wonder we love her. Gemini. Yes. Born Fun. in 1906 in St. Louis to Carrie McDonald, and her father was named as and Eddie Carson, although this is questionable because people think that it might have been like a, a 
wealthy white man that <gasps> Josephine's mom worked for. So oh, we'll see. Because so, okay. like Eddie, Eddie like abandoned them not long after. Okay. But there is speculation that he she wasn't his daughter. So anyway. Okay. Very rough beginnings for okay. Josephine. She spent her life in a, like a low-income neighborhood in St. Louis. And mm-hmm. then when she was eight years old, she began working as a live-in domestic servant for white families. Okay. And a couple years later, she runs away from home and works as a waitress at the Old Chauffeur's Club in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like... Her and her Brief. mother didn't didn't get along at all, mm-hmm. and I think she, like she knew she always wanted to be an entertainer and mm-hmm. in that in that industry. And her mom was like not into it. But I think like her mom remarried when she was young and was like into this guy who was like a piece of trash. Mm-hmm. And Josephine was like even at age thirteen, she was like no, mm-hmm. not for me. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And so she was homeless, making a living at age thirteen, dancing on street corners. Oh my god! Yeah. And it was at the old chauffeur's club where she worked part-time where she meets Willie Wells and she married him at the age of 13. I don't Whoa. know. I don't know Ooh. how old he was. And their yeah. marriage lasted a few weeks. Crazy. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. I, let's assume this man is an adult. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they get divorced and then she finds work with a street performance group called the Jones Family Band. And they mm-hmm. are traveling around the U.S. And she's like mm-hmm. a lit. She's like, this is it. Okay. I'm yeah, yeah. going to do this I thing. I take it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in teen, her teen years, she's still struggling to have a healthy relationship with her mother, who was like not approving of her lifestyle and like scolding her for not attending to now Josephine's second husband, Willie Baker, who she mm-hmm. married in 1921. I think she was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And she leaves him behind when she joins a vaudeville troupe when they were, like, booked for a show in New York. So she leaves mm-hmm. him behind, and they divorce a couple years later. But it was his name that she decides to take on for to the rest keep. of her life. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Josephine Baker. So now she's 15. She's in New York City during oh the gosh. Harlem Renaissance, <laughs> oh. performing at a club. She starts getting into chorus lines. And mm-hmm. she was in hugely successful Broadway reviews called Mm -hmm. one called shuffle along and the other called the chocolate dandies she becomes the highest paid chorus girl in vaudeville because like her worth every penny yes Uh is like she was like the girl in the show who was the bad performer like it was supposed to be she was like a let quote unquote the worst dancer and then at the end she comes in and is like better than everyone else yeah so like that was like her little shtick Uh and people worshipped her for it Mm -hmm. And then this is when she gets an opportunity in Paris for a new show that opened at the Théâtre de Champs-Élysées called Le Revue Negre on Mm -hmm. October 2nd, 1925. Now Paris is going to be, and France is going to become like her love, the loves of her Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. America never gives her what she deserves. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. Like why is America so shitty? Yeah. And then in 1974 interview with The Guardian, she explains that she got her first big break in Paris. And she's like, no, it wasn't Broadway. I became famous first in France in the 20s. I just couldn't stand America. Okay, agreed. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the first... (laughs) (laughs) She goes... 
I was one of the first colored Americans to move to Paris. Oh, yes, Bricktop was there as well. Me and her were the only two, and we had a marvelous time. Of course, anyone who was anyone knew Bricky, and they got to know Miss Baker as well. So can you imagine these Uh two black women who are Mm -hmm. like, fuck America. Let's Mm -hmm. go to Paris where they were like, loved. Mm -hmm. Just so fantastic. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. that that worked out for them. And they found a home outside of America. In Paris, she becomes a huge success for her her erotic dancing, where Mm -hmm. she was basically nude on stage, like Mm -hmm. fucking work it. Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. loved it. I just love mm-hmm. France so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only there. Yeah. And she became famous for her dance called the Dance Sauvage, where she mm-hmm. wears a costume, basically a string of bananas around yes. her waist. That's the, the picture mm-hmm. in that the we have. Kitchen. That's like yes. her famous mm-hmm. little outfit. Mm-hmm. And this success was coinciding with the Art Deco movement, which started mm-hmm. in France. Which I didn't know. I guess I never thought about it. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. realize that the Art Deco movement started in France. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, like, a renewed interest in non-Western forms of art, which is how Art Deco started. So, like, including African. So Great. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, I know. Uh So cool. It was, like, these two things coming together. This interest Mm -hmm. in African art and, like, here she is, an African-American woman, just killing it Mm -hmm. on stage. Mm -hmm. And people were obsessed. And this is so fun. So <laughs> she, in her later shows in Paris, she was often joined on stage by her pet cheetah called yeah. Chiquita, and Chiquita, who had a diamond collar. <laughs> yeah, she did. So fucking fun, like crazy. <laughs> and uh-huh. the cheetah frequently escaped into the orchestra pit oh, where no. it, it terrorized <laughs> the musicians, which was like another element of the show which was so fun and exciting like Uh are you kidding that is so dangerous (laughs) yeah (laughs) like just let the pet cheetah roam around yes that is a a great idea probably not (laughs) yeah she's also credited with introducing the charleston to paris which is pretty amazing Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is cool. Okay, so obviously we all know 20s in Paris, there is no better time. The Mm. 20s anywhere. Yes, roaring 20s. Yes, everyone's Mm. having a ball. Mm -hmm. And she, of course, you know, Cafe Society in Paris, rubbing Mm -hmm. elbows with Mm -hmm. the best people. Literary. Yes, art. Art. And she, after a while, she's like the most successful American entertainer in France. Mm -hmm. And Ernest Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone ever saw. Which coming from him, couldn't get a higher compliment than that. Yeah. (laughs) And she spent all of her time in Paris bars talking with all these artists and entertainers and writers. Mm. Picasso drew paintings of her. Oh my God, I want to see, I don't think I've yes. ever seen. Yeah, I don't that. I don't know if I have either. Yeah. She was so alluring and yeah. no one could get enough. I would lo- I'm going to google that right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> and she allegedly received more than a thousand marriage proposals around this yeah she did every night probably (laughs) (laughs) and then in the early 30s she's like okay i'm gonna start singing now i'm gonna try this Mm -hmm. and she in 1930 she scored her most successful song j'ai deux amours 
which I looked mm. up because it's like the two loves, my two loves, right? Yeah, and it's two loves. my country and Paris. So mm-hmm. France and Paris. Oh, yeah. She just couldn't get enough. Mm-hmm. This was it for her. Mm-hmm. And she starred in three films around this time, which only found success in Europe. But I, I've seen a clip of one, and I'm going to share it. Okay. Um, yes. It was the silent mm-hmm. film called The Siren of the Tropics from 1927, okay. Zuzu from 1934, and uh-huh. Princess Tam Tam from 1935. Oh, my God. So... I went to a silent movie showing once in Milwaukee and oh where they played one of her movies. Cool. It was like her first movie. I can't remember the name. You know, someone was playing the piano, like an uh-huh. actual person, out, you know, because yeah. like, it was silent. Yeah. So, oh. oh, my God. How cool. You know, she's in it for like two seconds. Like okay. she's like barely in it. Okay. But this is the movie that like catapulted her to do other things but i was like she's like in it for literally 30 seconds nothing yes and that's who the people remembered yeah yes yeah how cool she had it yeah wow i'm jealous that's so cool that you saw that and like i said earlier like she was huge in france worshipped Mm but never really got the equivalent of that in america and Mm -hmm. she not shocking i know shocked at all and she returned in 36 for a revival of the Ziegfeld Follies on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Box office numbers were not good. Yeah. And she was replaced by someone else. And Time Magazine referred to as a, a wench whose dancing and singing might be topped anywhere outside of Paris. Like, what the yeah. fuck was wrong with them? Racist. Yeah. So awful. Racist, boring prudes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Literally that. Yeah. So awful. And so she returns to Europe heartbroken because she really does want to make it in America. This final experience, she's like, I want to become a legal citizen of France. Like, fuck America. Yes. Yes. And so she, she gives up her American citizenship. Yeah. Good for her. And she you know. marries a French industrialist. Probably wasn't a hard decision. I know. Yeah. Like... She went and she tried. She tried so hard. And, like, what did they give her? Yeah. Nothing other than awful experiences yeah. and racism. Like, ugh. And mm. so she marries, in 1937, a French industrialist named Jean Lyon. And mm. she becomes a French citizen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're going to get into World War II. I'm ready. <laughs> I hope I'm not like, I don't want to breeze through all of this, but like there's so much to cover here. Yeah. So there's, I'm just going. It's her whole life. Yeah. yeah. How can you say her life in a half an hour? You right. Know? Yeah. So in September 1939, France declares war on Germany and she mm-hmm. almost immediately was recruited by the Deuxième Bureau, the French military intelligence okay. agency as uh-huh. an honorable correspondent. Yep. So she would go on to collect any information she could and report it back mm-hmm. regarding, like, German troop locations, anything like that. Because she was invited mm-hmm. to every party. Everyone in Europe loved her, knew who she was. So she was always at, like, ministry parties and mm-hmm. charming everyone while gathering information, rubbing shoulders with Japanese officials, Italian bureaucrats mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i kind of skipped over this at some point she had converted to judaism so mm. she is an, was her husband jewish i imagine i imagine yeah. maybe that's why she would yeah. have so as an african what was his last name again l-i-o-n leon leon okay yeah okay 
as an African-American and a converted Jewish woman living yes. in Paris, yeah, yeah. not uh-huh. a good place to be. So she decides, like, I'm going to go back. She has a home in the south of France. But she gets antsy. She's like, I want to help. I, like, I need to do more than what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, Like, as an entertainer, she has an excuse for, like, traveling around Europe. Yeah, totally. And again, mm-hmm. she's, like, mingling. She's in Portugal. She goes eventually mm-hmm. goes to Morocco. She would take notes in invisible ink on her sheet oh, music. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, that sounds fake. Why yeah. isn't there a movie about this? I, I can't yeah. believe it. And in 1939, mutual friends introduce her to a Captain Jacques Abti, who mm-hmm. was in search of French intelligence volunteers. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, was down immediately. She was like, France made me what I am. I am prepared to give her my life. <gasps> oh, Just that, like, oh. chills. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> she fantastic. I can't. Wow. Ooh, that like immediately made me tear up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. So he pretends to be her secretary, and mm-hmm. they go to Morocco. They said for her health, and she, oh, she's okay. had some health issues. She's had mm-hmm. several miscarriages. She like her mm-hmm. lungs, like she always has pneumonia, like chronic. Mm-hmm. From her base in Morocco, she makes tours of Spain. She pins notes into her underwear. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> and this is a good quote from her. She goes, wherever I went, I was swamped with invitations. Back at my hotel, I carefully recorded everything I'd heard. My notes would have been highly compromising had they been discovered. But who would dare search Josephine Baker to the skin? The information (gasps) remained snugly in place, secured by a safety pin. Besides, my encounters with custom officials were almost always extremely relaxed. When they asked me for my papers, they generally meant autographs. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> just so, that's so fun. fun. Yeah, but like, wow, she's so brave. Yeah, Pinning so brave. things in her undergarments. Brilliant. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, one last like crazy thing that happened to her during the war. Mm-hmm. She had to undergo emergency surgery in Marrakesh following a miscarriage. Okay. Classic Josephine wastes no time. Recovery yeah. who? Let's get back to business. Like, <laughs> okay. I so selfless. It's I know. amazing. A close friend of hers, General Buscat, who was the chief of the French Air Force, okay. was like, we need close you. Friends, <laughs> you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he was like, we need you in Corsica. So she yeah. and Abdi, her quote-unquote secretary, mm-hmm. spy, and mm-hmm. his associate, uh-huh. the three of them take off in a plane on uh-huh. the same day. It's June 6, 1944 which is the same day that American troops are storming Normandy. Okay. Just for war perspective here. Context. Yes. And one of the plane's engines gives out, forcing the pilot to land in the ocean. Luckily, everyone survives and swims to shore. That's absolutely terrifying. Crazy. Did they make it to Corsica? I don't don't know. It's like they swim off the coast of France. So somehow (gasps) they land, they all survive, they swim to shore. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that's enough for a story. I would that's literally never get on a plane Never, again. never. <laughs> and then she's upset because all of her costume props and scenery were on board and that's all destroyed. Yeah. So her, like, oh my God, tour awful. was canceled. Yeah. Where, you know, she's touring around to get information. Yeah. Not her bananas. Yeah, not you know? her bananas. I know. I think there were several sets of banana bikinis and some have yeah. survived. So don't okay. worry. Okay. I think there's, like, oh, a museum. Good that you can go to oh, somewhere. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. So after the war, 
she receives the Croix de Guerre and the Rosette de la Resistance from mm -hmm. General Charles de Gaulle. Nice, good. Heralded and yeah. as, you know, a selfless, important mm -hmm. member of the resistance. Mm -hmm. Which, like, makes her stardom rocket yes. even more. Yeah, yeah. Not mm -hmm. only do we love her dance, she gave us her life, basically. Yeah. So in 1949, she returns in triumph to the Folies Bergère. Okay, great. And in 51, she was invited back to the U.S. for a nightclub event in Miami. And this is where her, like, now she she's like, okay, the war is over. What, mm -hmm. what can I turn my services towards now? And she's like, mm -hmm. civil rights, obviously. Okay. The, Ooh, the club. She loves a, loves a struggle, yes. doesn't she? <laughs> yes, loves the you mission. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And the club, um, I think, like, wouldn't allow black people to come in the audience. And she's like, but you're okay. asking That's me to perform? Bullshit. Yeah. No, 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 no. And mm -hmm. so she wins this battle. And they're like, okay, we'll allow them Good. and we will desegregate. This also, like, encouraged places all over the U.S. And, like, she is largely credited with desegregating clubs in Vegas, too. Oh, wow. Isn't that so cool? Great. So now, finally, she's, like, performing in the U.S. and gaining recognition. And she was named the NAACP's Woman of the Year. Mm -hmm. And then, in 1951, at an incident in the Stork Club in New York, I think this is. I, don't, mm -hmm. I didn't write down where this is. Um, <laughs> okay. She criticized this club of their, like, it was an unwritten policy that they had, but they discouraged any black patrons from coming in. Okay. And she scolded a columnist for not rising to her defense on this. I think he had written something mm -hmm. about it. And mm -hmm. he responded with, like, a series of harsh public rebukes against her and accused her of communist sympathies. Which oh, Jesus. in the 50s, that can't yes, happen. That's a no-no, yeah. So her U.S. visa was taken away from her, and she had to go back to France. Like, fuck I hate that, that guy. piece of shit. What's his name? Walter Winchell. Fuck you. Fuck you, Walter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was almost a decade before the U.S. would let her back again. Like, mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of crazy. In January 1966, Fidel Castro invited her to perform in Havana. Just a crazy aside. Yeah. And she went. She did it. I was like, okay. Wow. In her later years, she started to have some financial troubles and was, like, mm -hmm. sad that she didn't feel wanted, especially in America. But then in 1973, she was invited to perform at Carnegie Hall and got a standing ovation. So I think she's, like, feeling lit up. As she should. Yeah, yeah once again. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. So... Okay. <laughs> She refused to perform for, as we said, any segregated um, yeah. clubs. And yeah. eventually, like, they would all give in to her demand, basically. They're like, fine, yeah. you're right, you're right. We shouldn't mm -hmm. do this. She allegedly would get calls from members in the Ku Klux Klan. And, like, Ew. she would say publicly, I'm not afraid of you. But, like, they would call her and harass her and, like, try to make her afraid. And she never was. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm not going to stop. Imagine being that much of a loser. Yes. You know? God. Like, wow. That's what you choose to take a stand against. You're such a loser and evil, evil. and all that thing, all those things. But yeah, imagine taking time out of your day to yes. do that to someone. You're such a loser. 
Yeah. So in 1951, she was at, um, oh, yeah, the Stork Club is in Manhattan. Okay, great. I was right. Okay. She was here again, <laughs> and she was refused service. And guess who was there that night? Grace Kelly. Hmm. And oh, she rushed over to Grace. Baker, took her by the arm, and stormed oh, out with her entire party. And the two <gasps> women became very close friends after that. Oh. Yes, Grace. Isn't that they're like two Frenchies, kind of, you know? Yes, like, yeah. I know she's from Monaco, but yeah. And so later on, when Baker was near bankruptcy, Kelly offered her a villa and financial assistance because by then she was princess yes. of Monaco. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> isn't Grace. that so Good great? Grace. Yeah, these uh-huh. beautiful expatriate entertaining mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Good people. And in 1963, Josephine spoke at the March on Washington alongside Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, wow. And she was the only official female speaker. I did not know that. Just you wait. No clue. This is wild. So after Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, his Mm -hmm. widow, Coretta Scott King, Mm -hmm. approached Baker in the Netherlands and asked her if she could take over her husband's place as leader of the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Coretta asked Josephine to do this. Yeah. And she took a while to think about it, but she had, I think by this time, 10 adopted children, Mm -hmm. Baker. And she said, the children are too young to lose their mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But crazy i mean she's a personal request yeah yeah okay this is juicy little pivot here okay well she was married four times to men Mm -hmm. one of her adopted children um wrote a book on her and he Mm -hmm. wrote that josephine also had several relationships with women and that she was Mm -hmm. bisexual okay she allegedly i I don't know dated her relationships was hooking up with Mm -hmm. ada bricktop Smith. Okay, yes. And yeah. the French novelist Colette. Colette. Isn't that cool? Yes, nice. And uh-huh. this is the biggest one. And possibly Frida Kahlo. Hot. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine? So many hotties. Hot. Imagine yeah. that hookup. Mm. <laughs> Steamy. <laughs> so here we are nearing the end of her life. On April mm-hmm. 8th, 1975, she started she starred in a retrospective review called Josephine a Bombino 1975 which celebrated her 50 years in show business mm. and it was financed by Prince Rainier Princess Grace oh my god and Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis oh my god are you oh, kidding fun. yeah God, I love them this, all. The sceniest of the scenes yes. of the Euro scene. These are people. your backers. These yeah. are your friends. And they're like, yeah, we yeah. want to see you. We want to celebrate yeah. you. How cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it opened to rave reviews, obviously. And mm-hmm. demand for seating was such that fold out chairs had to be placed like in every nook and cranny oh, to accommodate good. everyone. Yes. And the uh-huh. opening night audience included Sophia Loren, Mick mm-hmm. Jagger. Mm-hmm. Shirley Bassey, mm-hmm. Diana Ross, and Liza Minnelli. <laughs> like, oh, how so fun. fun. Mm-hmm. And um, four days later, she was found lying peacefully in her bed, surrounded mm-hmm. by newspapers of glowing reviews of her performance. Uh. And she had suffered a cerebral hemorrhage. I believe she was 68 years old. Mm-hmm. And she died on April 12th, 1975. She was the only American-born woman to receive full French military honor at her funeral, including a 21-gun salute. 
and 20 <laughs> 20,000 oh people God. lined the streets of Paris to witness the procession. Isn't that beautiful? I'm kind of so nice. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people know the name Josephine Baker, but like we need to know everything about I Josephine know. Baker. Yeah. And absolutely It's like fantastic I knew about her courageous. in the yeah, in like the French herself entertainer context, yes. you know. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, all of the civil rights yeah, activism that she did, you know. Mhm. Yeah. Which is on me. I should do my research, you know, well, but I just feel like how can we know we everything just need to know and that? Yeah, this is yeah. why we're here. To, yeah. To do this, to learn about these things and to share them. I mean, god, I love her so much. Yeah. I mean, it's so inspiring to have someone who does what the fuck they want to do yes and stands up for so yeah. to let other help other people do the same yeah yeah oh we love her and never stops mm-hmm. so amazing yeah we love mm-hmm. her we love josephine baker brava someone make a show about Kat, her that was amazing thank you thanks thank i you. feel like i was just talking and talking talking at you but no, i couldn't it was stop. so great i know <laughs> so fun oh my god yeah wow we're okay. both, both emotional <laughs> pivot this what do you have okay. for me <laughs> okay i'll pivot to a very light topic great so i'm gonna talk about the history of the croissant oh good wow we love okay. a croissant we do Okay, so we know that I'm gonna say it in a, in, in an English way. Uh huh. Croissants. Okay. Um, <laughs> we know that croissants are synonymous with France, mm-hmm. but in fact, they were not invented in France. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I know. Most food historians, which like, what a cool job. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. Trace the origins of croissants to Austria and mm. Eastern Europe. Oh. The sort of first version of this is called a kipferl, oh. which was invented in the 13th century. Wow. And so I got all this information from this lovely article on Paris Unlocked. There's so much more information on this than I'm going to okay. go into. So much more history say. of the croissant. Amazing. I really recommend reading this article, but I'm just going to go like skim, okay. you know, top skim this. <laughs> okay. Okay, so unlike croissants, which are made from puff pastries, which means like it's layers of butter and dough, okay, right? yes. and that creates the layers, the buttery the layers magic. that we love. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Kipferl are sweeter, denser, and less buttery. Oh. And in Austrian Germany, they're now flavored with like vanilla and mainly eaten around Christmas time. Okay. So legend has it. <gasps> That a group of Viennese bakers invented the prototype of the croissant, what we know, you know, okay. the kipferl, in 1863 during oh. an Ottoman siege on Vienna. Ah. So Ottoman troops who dug a tunnel to enter, because Vienna's walled, so oh. they dug <gasps> underneath the wall. Oh, God. <laughs> it was reported to authorities by one of the city's bakers oh. that the <gasps> Ottomans... They're we're here. coming. Yeah. Yes. Wow, good job. And so... He's probably up yeah, before everyone else and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know. And so they worked in cellars, and I guess they heard oh. them approaching <gasps> and was, you know, was able to alert the authorities. Wow. And apparently they were able to ward off the attack. 
due to this. It's like our Paul Revere, but it's like yes. bakers. Yes. <laughs> They're just rolling their dough at three in the morning. I and we're know. like, what is like, that? This doesn't sound like a rodent. This sounds, you know, I don't know. And the Ottomans left Vienna, and to commemorate the victory and the heroic alert of the baker Adam Spiel, he and others, other bakers, created this crescent-shaped pastry called the Hornchen, which just mm. means like a little horn. Okay. And it's in the shape of a crescent moon like the Turkish flag so it's like a fuck you oh my god <laughs> we eat you <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> wow that's spiteful I know. and good job I know I know so the story about the kit furl or the hornchen how it arrived to France was it was rumored that Marie Antoinette because mm. she was Austrian oh. that she brought it to court wow that is really cool historians say like that might not be the most correct thing Mm -hmm. there's like the obvious link that like someone was like oh yes she came from vienna that must be her maybe yeah and maybe it arrived at the same time as her or something Mm -hmm. but they also attribute the arrival of the kipferl when a viennese bakery opened up in paris okay yeah, in the 1800s. It was called La Boulangerie Viennoise, mm. or Zang's. I don't know how... Oh, because one of the bakers was called Zang. Oh. And it offered a variety of Austrian-style baked goods, like the Kip Furl. And so this baker patented this, like, steam technology that gave the croissant its shine. Oh, oh gorgeous. So, and that is the one thing that is, like, the mark that shows that it's a good croissant okay mm-hmm. this steam Ooh, technique interesting and so that stuck that name and so any sort of pastry that has a bread like base like a pen au chocolat pen au raisin whatever pen au beurre uh or chocolat au beurre they're not patisseries they are viennoiseries oh, and that is the difference yes mm-hmm. yes uh-huh and mm. now I'm craving a croissant. A croissant, a s'il vous plaît. Mm. And that's the hit, the very brief history. Wow. I love croissant. that. Thank mm. you. Oh my God. Mm. I love how it got its shape. That is mm. petty. Turkish. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> wow. How cool. God. Yeah. And I'm like literally hungry for mm. one thing only. Honestly, it's the superior pastry yeah if i could only have like one sweet for the yeah. rest of my life oh, yeah. easily that yeah probably pen au chocolat pen au chocolat yeah perfect so thank you kate I... thank you that was so good all right kat do you have a recommendation this week oh yes i do so if you aren't following the pasta queen on instagram mm. i don't mm-hmm. know what's wrong with you mm-hmm. get on it <laughs> Uh-huh. She is an Italian. Her name is Nadia Caterina Muno. Okay. And she, I think, lives in Florida. But she is... Yeah, I want to say that, too. ...from Italy. And she posts really fun, quick little cooking pasta videos on Instagram. Yeah. Very digestible. It's not too nuts. Yeah, and it's, it's... Not too long. Yes. She doesn't really measure anything. She just throws it together. You're just like, wow, if I have these few ingredients, I can make this, too. And it doesn't need to be too fussy, and it just looks, mm-hmm. everything looks so, like, rustic and gorgeous. Well, yeah. go- her thing is just gorgeous. <laughs> and it's, everyone is just gorgeous. So fun. 
Oh, so nice. yeah, go follow her if you don't and make some Fun. pasta. Yeah. I really want to make some of her recipes, so I need to get on that and get some ingredients. Maybe we'll do a TikTok. Oh, we have to. We absolutely have to. <laughs> oh God, this will be uh, an absolute Look nightmare out. to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to try. Yeah. What do you um, have for me? Fun. I have... Ooh, okay, so <laughs> we made a TikTok on how to make a coffee spritz. <gasps> yes, so we that did. is that is my recommendation this week. And Mm-mm-mm. there's like a recipe. I mean, whatever. You just kind of eyeball it. It's not precious or anything yeah. like that. But it's the perfect afternoon yes. pick-me-up. Couldn't agree more. Lemon, coffee, little sweet. Yes. Little spritz. You it's know, perfect. The best. It's uh-huh. so, and it hits. Perfect for summertime. It hits every time. You Use after a lot your of lemon. first sip, you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. You forget mm-hmm. almost. It's like mm-hmm. an aperol. I know. It's like a, yeah. that. It hits non-alcoholic. Like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. So that's my recommendation. Good. So look out for our TikTok. Yes. We'll mm-hmm. share it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll wrap up with our word oh, of the day. Yes, please. Our word of the day is like a hyphenated word and it's called and it's going to be really fun for me to make that word of the day post <laughs> but here we are it's called senior terras and it means people who sit in coffee shops for a long time <gasps> and don't spend really any money oh my god <laughs> they Guilty just post up as charged <laughs> and people watch and read their paper and maybe you know nurse a cafe for hours good Mm-hmm. And and only in like Europe can you get away with that. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like in the U.S. someone would be like on top of you. Yeah, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like ready for the bill. Here's mm-hmm. the bill. Mm-hmm. It's like let me yeah. sit here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God, that sounds. I want to be on a on a like in a cafe in Paris, just people watch I know. on the river. I know. <gasps> just gorgeous. Yeah. Just gorgeous. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. With that, we'll leave you until next time. Ciao. Ciao.